Hello and welcome to the EFL Fantasy Podcast. Championship football is back. My name is Jamie. My name is Angus. And my name is Dan. Oh, it feels good to be talking about Championship football now. As much as I'm enjoying the World Cup at the moment, it is good to get some domestic football back. Um, and today's episode, we're obviously not going to be reviewing everything because it was the longest game week ever. Uh, we will briefly touch on the Millwall and Sunderland, but we'll just go through our scores, what we scored um, over in game week 21. Um, we'll briefly chat about the double game weeks that we've got in this remaining set. Um, discuss Coventry briefly because they are quite important regarding the double game weeks. Um, bit of team news, you know, regarding the players who have been at the World Cup, will they be available or not? Um, and then we'll just go through some teams that we think we should be targeting and teams we should be avoiding, followed by Twitter questions and then our predictions for this weekend. Sound good? Yep. Sounds good. Right, I'll go first with my score because I'm guessing you two have scored more than me. I can't remember what happened. Uh, I don't know how these players have got me these points, um, but I finished off 55. I've no idea. Well, it's a red arrow anyway, so it obviously wasn't good. I had Wilson and goal for six, Brady one, Bow four, Bree seven, Kamara with a lovely 10, Egan eight, Ismail Asar with a one, NDI with a three, Brownell 10, and then my captains were terrible. Vice captain on Pedro for one, and captain on Morris for four. Now, looking at Dan's face, he's thinking, why do you captain Morris? I wish I could tell you, Dan. I have no idea. I obviously tried to take a punt. Well, no, I, I just remember that he missed a great chance by hitting it about four yards wide. Cheers for that, Dan. Thank you very much. Um, but, yeah, I wish I could tell you why I chose these players. Um, I did have McBurney as my emergencies on my bench. Um, so yeah, um, not great. I'm now ranked 287th, so I was doing quite well if I remember correctly. Just let me check. I was getting greens, yeah, I was on five green arrows, um, small red, but it's still a red. Um, I'm guessing you two have done better. No, oh, yeah, boy, go on then, Dan. I'll let you start. If I if I remember correctly, this there was like loads of players didn't turn up and things like that. Yeah, um, I got forty five, which was after getting into the top hundred. Obviously, didn't want to stay there long. I'm back down to hundred twentieth. Um, my captain was Pedro, who I believe was benched. Yeah. Uh, my vice captain was NDI. Um. I had Wilson for six, Brady one, Bree seven, Kamara ten, Chair for one, Saar for one, who was benched. Yeah. Barlassa came on for one, Brownhill ten, Dykes two. Um, and on my bench, I had McBurney, Powell, and Armitodvich. So I think, like, I went Barlassa deep. Um, yeah, it was just a terrible... Game week. I think um, it was a very low scoring week. Like them, them key players not playing. I think people who've got the high scores are the ones who decided to get Millwall 
yeah, Sunderland assets once, which we didn't. Yeah, see, I, I was, I was just really put off by the massive gap between the player that hurt me the most was Victor, I think, because he scored two goals, and um, obviously I didn't have, I didn't have either of them, and then Victor went off. I didn't have him, and then people probably captained or vice captain him as well. So. Yeah, bad week, but two free transfers going into this game week. So hopefully I can get back in this to the top 100. What, what rank are you? 120th. Ah, um, just before Angus gives for his goal, um, my partner Leanne, she'll, she'll listen to this because I, she needs to know what to do. So she'd like me to say that she's above you, Dan. Okay. <laughs> she'll, she'll love that. Um, Angus, how did you get on? Uh, so I got 52, um, uh, which was a red arrow down to 22nd. So oh, in, poor you. In the last two game weeks before the break, uh, well, or across the break, I went from 22nd to 11th back to 22nd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, most pointless two weeks. <laughs> uh, obviously, no doublers. I had Wilson as well. I bought Dara O'Shea um, ahead of playing Stoke. Great move. Uh, I had vice captain Bree for 10. Um, Kamara 10, Chair 1, Saar 1, Barlasa 1, and Di 3, Brownhill 10, Dykes 2, and I captained Pedro for 2 as well. I had actually benched McBurney because I thought he wouldn't start, but I'd started Ahmed Hodzic, who didn't play, so Barlasa came in for him. Yes, so not a great week, then, no. 21, really. Um, congratulations to everyone who did take um, the plunge on. Unless, unless no. it was Jack Clark. <laughs> yes, which um, <laughs> it's not all roses for Leanne. She did, Captain Jack Clark, out of all the ones. Um, That's who I'm, I would have gone with. I might be wrong in saying, but I swear she, she couldn't afford Fleming. She wanted Fleming, couldn't afford him, and ended up with Clark. There's, there's a gap between Clark and Fleming, so that's believable. I think that was the case, but yeah, she had Clark on Lucky. Um, but yeah, everyone else, congratulations. But we're forgetting the past now. We're not living in the past, are we? We're looking to the future. This is where I turn my season around. Um, exactly. Yeah, if I knew what I was doing, I might be able to do that. Um, but so double game weeks coming up. Everyone loves double game weeks. We've got two. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. So that's game week 23 and game week 28. Coventry are involved in both because obviously they're ground issues at the beginning of the season. So they their double is Swansea and West Brom in 23. And then in 28, it is Norwich and Huddersfield, meaning Huddersfield have got Blackpool and Coventry in 28 and West Brom have Rotherham at home and Coventry away in 23. Now, a lot of people are thinking maybe, if I've got one boost left, probably play it in one of them. But we may have issues there, mightn't we, Angus? Yes. Tell us about them issues. Obviously, the news is broken um, in the last 24, 48? 48 hours, yeah. 48 hours, but... um... Mike Ashley's Fraser's group, who brought, who bought the Coventry, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but the the Coventry Stadium, um, are basically evicting Coventry. 
um, which seems a bit weird to buy a stadium that you don't plan on anyone playing there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, just a bet. Um, so there, there's that sort of element to it. Um, but so Coventry had a, a license agreement, I think, to play there till 2031 with the previous owners. Um, Fraser's group have said that's not valid. Um, I don't know whether they actually have the legal grounds to say it's not valid, but they've said it's not valid um, and they want them to sign a lease agreement to till the end of the season with the option to renegotiate beyond that, um, which obviously Coventry are not happy about. And is it confirmed that they're asking for more money than the original lease? Is that confirmed? or uh, I don't know whether it's been confirmed or basically heavily suggested. Coventry, weirdly, in a way, that was the case, but yeah. actually didn't say it. So that's what made me ask, has it been confirmed? Yes. So in theory, Mike Ashley is a cunt. I think that's probably the nicest way of saying it. Entire <laughs> space. Uh, yeah, um, I probably should have that, warned that's about that. the explicit rating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can sort of get away with saying some things don't qualify under the explicit rating. I'm going to have to give this one that now. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. I think um, country fans will, be, will agree with me as well. Um, we were talking <laughs> off camera um, earlier on about, you know, what... what you know, the reasons behind it, like, why would you buy a stadium and then do this? Um, Dan, we're thinking maybe it's the case of he's trying to buy Coventry for cheaper by forcing them, like, forcing their hand in the way. Like, do you think that's a good way of going about it, of winning the fans over? We've seen in the past he's not really bothered about what the fans yeah. think, though, haven't we? With, with his time at Newcastle. Um it's just a shame for Coventry because they, yeah. before the break, they went on that crazy good run where they they're not that far off the playoffs now with a couple of games in hand. And does this mean they have to sell those key players, Victor Hamer or O'Hare? Like you might have to if they go and play somewhere else and they've budgeted for more money. They have to find the deficit somewhere and maybe they have to sell a player. And has there been suggestions where they'll play if they can't play? Not there? yet. I think it's all sort of so fluid at the moment. And I, I think part of the problem is no one expected this. No one saw yeah. it coming. Um, so... It's because they had the issues at the beginning with the administrators out yeah. with Wasps and stuff like that. And, you, you know, they had games called off. They finally you know, sorted all that out, started finding good form in the league. You know, for us fantasy managers, we are rubbing our hands at the prospects of two double game weeks of Coventry assets. And then there's this. So as a fantasy manager now, if you've got Coventry players or you are planning on bringing them in, what do you do? Do you, do you get them and just hope that it gets sorted or is it too much of a risk? Um, I think at the moment you'd probably hope you hear something before the weekend because um, obviously there's so much dialogue going on at the moment that you hope there'd be an update by the weekend um, I think if you're like me and you were planning on br bringing people in for the double this week don't think you can do that now um, no, it'd be brave to do it now once it with no news yeah I think that's the that's the problem, particularly on the Coventry side, where both their games in the double are due to be home games. 
um, where at least if you were buying, say, a West Brom player, you're still going to get one game from them. From the Coventry player, you might get zero um, at this point. Um, so I think, you know, if you have the capability to roll or you you have two frees and you want to do something else and keep the second free back for any potential news, you know, obviously we'll know by next by next weekend what's happening, but you can't necessarily go early on any players this week. Yeah. Dan, have you got any Coventry assets at the moment? Uh, just just Wilson. Yeah, same as me, Justin Gore. Um, what would be your advice to the listeners, you know, if, if you're on a victor as well, possibly? I think um, I'm pretty sure they're away this week, are they? Yeah. Oh, you, you keep them, don't you? And as Angus mentioned, hopefully you find out before 23 um, what the latest news is. Yeah, I think keeping him for this week, especially like Reading, that'll, it's a good fixture on paper for their assets. But then, yeah, you're really waiting on news for that Swansea and West Brom him games. Um, so, yeah, that's worth keeping an eye on. Um, if we see anything, we'll tweet that out anyway, won't we? It's a major talking point. Um, another talking point uh, going into the restart is the championship players who have been involved in the World Cup. I mean, we've got a number of questions regarding this so we'll cover this now um what are your thoughts on your ishmael sars your indies you know they played in the round 16 they're now out watford play on the sunday what do you think their chances of playing are um so after a brief google beforehand um it seems quite clear from paul heckingbottom's comments that he's planning to play in jai this weekend um, you know, he seems quite clear that like it will be fine. They won't need to give him a break or anything. He'll be able to come straight back in and play, um, which doesn't surprise me. You know, he didn't play the, he didn't start the first game or two, um, and you know the games, particularly for them, particularly the teams that played in the earlier groups, were quite spread out even into the last sixteen. So yeah. he should be fine at this point. Like, and he's not going to need to do lots of training or with the team work on the the game ahead of the game. Like, he can come in and. It's doing the same sort of thing. He's match fit as well. So that shouldn't be so. a problem. Um, the indications I've seen is that um, Watford are planning to play Sar as well. Um, so I guess that's and good news for us. And he's got the extra day. Yeah. Like, I uh, think that's that's good news, obviously, for us, um, particularly who own both. Um, because obviously um, a lot of us, for example, own Ilias Chair who, yes. with Morocco's progression in the World Cup, will not be back. Um, it's also worth reminding people uh, just before the World Cup that um, Zaruri at Burnley uh, changed nationalities to Morocco and went with the World Cup squad, so he won't be there this weekend either. Um, so if you have those I two, forgot about him, they you know. definitely won't be playing. And I guess the other one, to, well, there's two more to mention, one of whom was at the World Cup, one of whom wasn't. Harry Souter, um, our best guess is that he won't play, even though he'll be back. Like he'll be back in the country, but like that they won't necessarily rush him. Um, yeah, I'd be very surprised with him being out for twelve months. Yeah, be very surprised if he plays. And Ollie McBurney um, has been pictured back in training. Um, I haven't seen the full update, but I have seen that he's been pictured back in training after having his um, hernia operation. Okay. 
Well, I've got sore and I've got MDI and I've got McBurney, so I can really do with them playing. Dan, you, um, are you in agreement with Angus? Do you think they play? And- I'm, I'm not. I'm not convinced Sar plays, but <clears throat> I don't know. I've not researched into it. I just thought he 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 did play a lot of minutes, so may, they might ease him back in. But I'll go with what Angus. I'm going to go with what Angus says. If that's what if that's come from Watford, um, I believe yeah, it has. Gonna... But like, we'll know more later in the week when obviously yeah. they will do their presses and everything. That's just yeah. the early indications. I think for especially with it being Hull at home, I can't get rid. And I'm definitely not going to bench him. I'm either just going. I'm just going to hope that he plays really. I think that's the best thing to do. And it sounds promising with NDI um, for making bottoms comments there. So um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so that's the World Cup um, availability dawn. Now, shall we get what we were going to go into now? I forgot already. Teams we're uh, going to target and avoid. Yes, that is, and I have closed that down. So let me just get that up. It's just here somewhere. Right, okay, so I asked you both earlier on um, this morning, you know, what teams are you looking to target, as in bring players in, or players you've already got, you'd like in your team, and teams that we should be avoiding. So you came up with four teams between you that you'd like to target, and they are Burnley. Sheffield United, Watford and West Bromwich Albion. Um, Burnley then, obviously, going really well under Vincent Company. Who are you looking at at Burnley and why is the question, really. I'll start with you, Angus. Yeah, I mean, the, the annoying thing is that one that was right at the top of my list was Zaruri. And he's still off at the World Cup. So that's really frustrating because, you know, we've been talking about for a number of weeks about how impressed we've been by him before the break. And, uh, you know, it would have been a great time to be able to get him. And, uh, you know, he's off at the World Cup. So that's a bit frustrating. Um, I've still got Brownhill. I'm perfectly happy with. He's the only one I've got at the moment, Brownhill. And uh, I I think, you know, one of the few games I do remember is that they were very good against Blackburn before the break. Yes. Um, and Ashley so Barnes. Yeah, Ashley Barnes. <laughs> As we all predicted, Ashley Barnes with a big game. Um, I think you can still look at the fullbacks as well. Um, Matson would be the preferred one for me. I'd, I'd, They've been like, a headache. If, if I was looking at them again now... Um, I would probably put Matson in and just ride it out. Like you're going to have to accept the odd game he's going to miss out, but um, he's the upside play quite apart from anything else. Dan, who'd you own Burnley wise at the moment? Um, <clears throat> just Brownhill. Yeah, so we're all the same, man. Um, the fixtures coming up: they've got QPR away, Middlesbrough at home, Birmingham at home, Stoke away. Um, so obviously, like QPR, obviously. Lost the manager, he's gone up to Rangers. Middlesbrough under Carrick now. We didn't, you know, we saw a bit of Carrick's Middlesbrough team, but not a lot of it yet. He'd have had a lot of time with them on the training grounds during this little break. So that'll be an interesting one. But Birmingham have been going well as well. Stoke have it. So, I mean, on paper, I wouldn't say it's, you know, a brilliant run. But this is the championship and the cream rises to the top, doesn't it? And Burnley do seem to be the best team in the league, don't they? 
yeah, I think that's the thing. Birmingham are, are so good that like even some of these slightly more difficult games can yeah, actually Burnley, be not good Birmingham. games for them. Burnley. Burnley. <laughs> yeah. Um I think the other thing with those fixtures is quite convenient. it sets up quite conveniently talking about Zorori for when he'll be back from the World Cup. Yeah. Around that Birmingham game, being able to bring him in um, would obviously be very handy. Well, if you think if they're playing um, on Saturday, they get knocked out. If they get if they get knocked out on Saturday, um, he would basically back for next weekend. You'd think, wouldn't you, for the uh, Middlesbrough game? Yeah, yeah, and then think. it's sort of like maybe that situation where you give it one game to see, and then Just you've think. got the Birmingham game straight in, and you know then the lovely game against Stoke. Um, <laughs> how high on your priority list are you mentioned Matson or the other um, one of the other fullbacks Connor Roberts how high of a priority is that bringing one of them in or do you think you could wait a while on just Brownhill um, I think you can get away with just Brownhill at the moment because I think like you know quite a few people have sold and will be looking at other things as well um, there are a couple of other teams that a potentially higher priority at the moment, but if you decide you want to go with them, like right away, it's not a problem. It's a perfectly good move. Um, but yeah, it'd be slightly, slightly lower down the list for me. And Dan, um, have you got your eye on anybody? Um, <clears throat> Benson or Zahore were the two that were really on fire just before the break. Um, I'm not sure if I'd go straight there. I, I might. I think I would prior, prioritize other teams ahead of them, but I think I'd try and get another midfielder in Brown, uh, Benson, or Zahori. I think I'm just going to stick on Brownell for the moment because def- I'd like Matson, but defensively I've got Watford and Sheffield United there already anyway, so I'm kind of covered. It's not a major issue I need to deal with at the moment. Um, one of the other teams then that we should be looking at is Sheffield United. Um, you know, they've kicked in now. They were really strong, really strong contenders to go up this season. Um, who was it who they battered before the break where McBurney holds? Burnley. Burnley. That was it. They battered Burnley, didn't they? And then <laughs> played Rotherham. And lost to Rotherham. Yeah, in the, yeah. In the double. championship, you, you could not write that, could you? Um, but there's a number of assets throughout that team who have been really good for us this season. Um, I'm on Indiana McBurney, and I know a lot of people like yourselves are on the Bosnian defender, which I really do need to learn how to say his name. Um, Alex Egan is a differential to him when he was suspended. Um, is that way, are they the three that we need, really? I think it's probably Njai, McBurney and a defender. Like I've seen yeah. people on Baldock, I've seen people on Ahmed Hodzic, I've seen people on Egan. I, I think you're fine if you've got one of the defenders, but I think you probably want something there. Now, is Jaden Bogle fit now? Because he came I back, I think so. They had a setback, yeah, I believe. I don't think so. That is a massive shame. I, th- I think it will be sort of. From the sounds of it before the break, I'd need to go into the sheet and look, and I didn't before this. I think they said it would be into the new year before he was back. That is a massive shame, but then that would have caused me an headache where I've got to get rid of Egan to get him in, which I don't really like going sideways. Um, Dan, 
Sheffield United for you? Yeah, so um, I'm on the triple up. Ahmed Hodzvic, NDI and McBurney, quite happy with all three, especially as McBurney hopefully has had his operation. He he was struggling to pay two or three games in a row, but if he if he's back, him and NDI look great up front together and you'd like to think, I think it'll probably be between them and Burnley for whoever win the league, I think. No, I have to run as well. This is where I was going to get to there, Angus. Now, I think these are the team to have, you know, to trip up on because we're looking at the thick Huddersfield at home, Wigan away, they've got Coventry at home and then Blackpool away in the next four. Now, on paper, it doesn't get much better than that, you know, but, you know, this is the championship. This is where they'll probably um, fail miserably. But you've got to be on at least a double up, haven't you, really? Yeah, I think if you don't want to be on someone like McBurney because you want to do other things with your forward spots, I think that's fine. I think yeah. you need to be on a defender and I think you need to be on NDI, personally. NDI is one of them I've been frustrated with in this season because he's either, like Dan mentioned a couple of weeks ago, he either hauls or he gets you nothing. There's never an in-between, so you kind of just got to catch it right. And I've just well, learned to deal with that. You know, just I'll just ride them blanks to get them big holes. Um, next team then, target then, is Watford. Obviously under Slavin Bilic now, starting to pick up a bit of form. I'm currently on a triple up of Kamara, Jao Pedro and Ismail Asar. But in all honesty, I don't know if it'll be this week or next week, but it'll be very soon. I'm probably going to come off Jao Pedro and I like the Kamara and Saar double up. What are your thoughts, Dan, on Watford assets? So I'm on <clears throat> the same three. Um, I'm actually... They've just been so frustrating, Watford. I haven't even been on them that long. I I think I literally only joined when as I was planning for the follow the leader, and they're just a nightmare to own. I've had them for about 10 weeks, Dan, honestly, because I had them for the first set of boots to the triple, and they've caused me nothing but misery since. Yeah. I think I'll probably keep Kamara, and I'm not too bothered about the the attacking two, though. I think they're so unpredictable. I'm quite happy to get rid and bring them in if I need to. I'm not overly bothered by keeping them. Okay. Angus, do you feel the same, or...? I, um... I think Saar could go for me at some point. Um, Kamara is probably the most likely one to stay. Uh, Pedro, I think, could stay. But um, Saar, depending on other moves, could be one to go for me. I know as soon as they get sold, they they go off big time. But the longer you're older and they do nothing, they're really annoying. But they've got Hull at home this week, so you definitely don't want to be selling before Hull. They've got Huddersfield away after that. Millwall at home. And Swansea away, so that's the next four. So I, I think on paper, you know, they they relatively good games. Millwall, you don't know what you you're gonna get. I always have this impression anytime someone plays Millwall, it's gonna be very low scoring. Um, I just always have that thought. Um, and then Swansea away, Swansea are very unpredictable. At times, could be either really good or really bad. So I think 
if your team's fine, you know, you haven't got any issues, then looking at getting red. But I think if you've got issues, it's worth just keeping on for a while now, especially over the next four game weeks. Um, and then West Bromwich Albion, Angus, um, finally hit a little bit of form. It's crazy what changing a manager does um, for you. Um, obviously, I watched them in the last game. I, can't, I can barely remember anything from the game, so I'd love to offer you something a bit more insightful. But they've got Sunderland away. They've got that double penciled in with that Coventry game, along with Rotherham at home, Bristol City away, Preston at home. So good paper, uh, good papers, good fixtures on paper. It's in good form. Now, who are the assets we should be looking at? Because I've got none. Um, I think you can probably say at the moment. I mean, they look. They've looked very good defensively. Uh, they struggled, I think, in the first game or two after Corbran came in, maybe the first game, they've looked very solid defensively since then. And so I think if if you're wanting to go there, I think you could probably go with any of them. I think there's a potential complication when Ajayi comes back about who starts. Um, but I think Furlong, Townsend are obviously sort of the, the, the fullbacks likely to start. I went with O'Shea in part because I, I was like, well... He's the one I know will start. He's the captain. You know, there's sort of that, that element of guarantee where, like, you know, if Ajayi comes back into the team, it would probably be for Bartley. Um, obviously, Bartley returned before in the game against Stoke. But um, otherwise, I think, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at the attackers again. Um, Swift and Wallace are the main ones you're looking at. Um, I know DK got on for about five minutes at the end yeah. of the game before the break. Uh, Thomas Asante played, although Carl and Grant was injured, so that doesn't necessarily give you clarity on what the situation is. Um, so I'd be looking at the defence or Swift or, or Wallace. Okay, Dan, your thoughts? Yeah, I think the defence is quite are interesting. We saw last year that they'd done quite well, especially, I know they were playing five at the back, um, but Furlong and Townsend done well, quite well. Um, so I don't hate them. For me, I think I'd edge Swift just because he seems to be more involved since uh, Corbrand's come in. So it's interesting because obviously we we need clarification on this double, but people are going to want West Brom assets. And I'm on none. And I feel like I need a couple more weeks. Um, I've seen Corbrand's West Brom team. Just so I've got a clearer picture of you know who's who's impressing me and stuff like that. But I feel like I'm going to wait this week. But for 23, I'm probably going to bring someone in. So this weekend's fixture, which is I haven't got it up again. Um, Sunderland away. It could be a tricky game. Uh, I'm going to look at that before this rather my own Coventry away game. So yeah, it's not ideal really. It's, this doubles come at the wrong time. Especially for me, it seems to have you know switched off from Championship for World Cup, but then seems to have erased all my memory whatsoever of the season. That's gone. I can barely remember any Stoke games that I've been to basically every game. So it's uh, really annoying. So they were the teams that we wanted to talk about as in who we're targeted to bring players in. Now we've got three teams who you've come up with to avoid. And one of the teams on here shot me. 
not because Dan supports them, but because I've got a triple up on them from following my follower leader. So we've put Wooten on there. So, Dan, I've obviously got to come to you. Why have you two put these on here? And have I got to sell all three of them straight away? No, no, you don't have to sell all three. Uh, Bree's still the best defender in the game. Um, it's more, there's a couple of main reasons. Obviously, Jones now gone to Southampton, Edwards, Edwards has come in. Um, I don't think there'll be that much of a bedding in period. He likes playing three or five at the back. That's what we've been playing. Um, from what I gather, he's a bit more possession um, base, whereas Joe, we were quite long ball under Jones. Um, and the second part is just the fixtures are are pretty difficult, and especially up until uh, Christmas. We've got Middlesbrough away, Millwall at home, Norwich at home, QPR away. So I just, I just think it's gives you time to just see how we do, and there might it might actually turn out that in four or five game weeks, there's actually a couple more options that maybe we didn't quite realise because of the new manager. But I, I wouldn't be bringing anyone in and I'd probably only be keeping Bree. Yeah, sounds... With me having two free transfers, getting off Bal, keeping Bree as my defensive asset, then probably getting off uh, Morris might be a good idea. Uh, Angus, one of the other teams that you put on the avoid is Rotherham. Yeah, I mean, no, obviously, I did. Tell about that one. I did a lot before the the break about the the sort of the number of shots they were giving up, um, the goals they were giving up, the xG they were giving up, and you know, I don't see that being likely to change. They won't suddenly change. I mean, they might have done the the manager obviously came in before the break. They might have changed something about the setup or whatever, but they can't change the quality of the players and everything which all due respect to them is not the highest level um so barring a dramatic change i just think they're a team you wouldn't necessarily want unless unless you know you were looking to to do a jeepers keepers which where it seems like johansson in a single game week is a good play whenever so um yeah. unless you were doing that like i wouldn't be sort of looking at them uh at this point and i think you know, Barla, someone like Barlasser is fine, but at the same point, I'd I'd be looking to probably move even the likes of him on at this point. Rather than one of the teams that I would tend to like target as in captain players against them, that kind of thing, because they are like no disrespect to them. You know, they've picked up some good results. Then you know they're not sitting in the bottom three um, at the moment, but. Yeah, they're not very good, but they've got Bristol City at home this weekend, then go to West Brom, Stoke at home, and then on Boxing Day, that is, and then Huddersfield away. So you're looking at would you, Bristol City players, uh, if you've still got them, maybe it is captain material. West Brom definitely is. Stoke wouldn't captain anyone from Stoke, and probably same for Huddersfield. So yeah, avoid them. And then the other team we've got is Wigan on there. Which I agree with. I went up to Wigan not long before the break, and that was one of the dullest games I have ever watched in my life. That first forty-five minutes seems to have gone on forever. Um, so, what are your thoughts on Wigan, Dan? You know, why are they on this list? I'm just a bit worried about them. They weren't in great form 
before the break. They've sacked Rich, uh, Liam Richardson, who I thought he was doing all okay, when, bearing in mind when, when he took over from them, they were at the bottom of League One and he had to help basically keep them up. He's then taken them up and then he's... They've not even really brought anyone in. And first sign of trouble, they've just got rid of him. They've brought in Colo Torre, who I know... How oh, have I forgot that? He's um he's done quite well as the number I think uh, is he number two or was number two under Brendan Rogers or or a coach so, so he's he's obviously highly rated as a, an assistant or, or a coach but it's one thing being a coach and then coming straight into a relegation battle um, with a team who apparently haven't always paid their players on time and things like that so. Yeah, there's someone to avoid for me, Wigan. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think um, Keane can be quite good on his day, but it's not very often, is it? Um, right, so they're the teams to target and avoid. Shall we go through the Twitter questions? Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Right, FPL buddy. Um, question to Dan. With Edwards now at the home, which plays to I? on our part from Bury. So you kind of just basically covered that, haven't you, over the Luton period? I I, I would mention one player, and that's Doughty. Um, He's renowned for having attacking wing-backs, and Doughty's 4.9. And with the problems we've got at centre-back, with um, Potts now out with a broken back, Bradley out, um, we... It's highly likely we'll probably see Bell left of the three, so Doughty at four point nine could be decent, but it, it's it's a wait and see at the minute. So, question to all. So, I'll come to you, Angus, and then get back to Dan. Um, obviously, QPR lost the manager to your team, Rangers, but Buddy's asked: Is QPR a sell? Um, as he owns three of them at the moment. I mean. It depends what you've got. I mean, are they going to definitely drop off a cliff? Like, not necessarily. Um, you know, someone like Elias Chair, obviously he's not going to play the first game back. He's not suddenly going to become like a bad player. So um, I wouldn't be rushing to sell them, but I'd certainly have a plan for coming off them if, you know, if it looks like it's going to be an issue. Yeah, because let's not forget, I know they've lost the manager... But, you know, they've been very good this season and they are very good players at um, Chair, Willock. Um, yeah, so I'd wait and see on that before making um, any rash moves. Um, should we look at West Brom players with the fixtures turn? We've discussed West Brom, so I hope that answered that, buddy. And, Dan, do we use overhaul to eradicate the players that requires moving on now? I definitely wouldn't use overhaul. Um because I'm guessing he's either used follow the leader. Or yes, one of those other G- G- Yes, <laughs> I'm trying to think what was there then. Was Triple Triple in this? Yeah. yeah. So it was Triple Triple, follow the leader, and Jeepers Keepers were yeah. the popular ones. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be using it overall when mm. them free boosts are available. I'm sure with a few hits, you could get to where you want to be. Um 
Angus um, FPL Ronnie has asked who are some of the popular targets that could miss out this weekend because of involvement of the World Cup. We've kindly covered that at the beginning. Um, and an interesting one here, actually, best captaincy options this week. I feel like I may have put you on the spot there because uh, I haven't even looked yet. i tell you what, Angus, we're going to go through our predictions at the end anyway, our score predictions and our yeah, best captain shout. I'll give you, I'll give you Joao Pedro and assuming he plays in Jai. There you go. All right. Um, FF Joel um, has asked, would players that have exited the World Cup like Sargent and Saar be sold here? Now, we've discussed it, but I forgot about Josh Sargent. Josh Sargent, yes. Um, I, I assume about Josh Sargent him. will be fine. Yeah. Is he fit, though? Because yeah. he didn't start the um, Holland game, did he? Yeah, that was tactical. Uh, ah, okay. That didn't answers work. that one then. <laughs> yeah, didn't <laughs> now. Um, and then what about someone like Chair who hasn't played many minutes? Well, I, this was asked before Morocco yeah, shocked Spain. So, <laughs> yes, Joel, Chair definitely won't be playing. I can't believe we've not seen Chair in the World Cup. I know. It's, I know Morocco have done well, but like we need to see Elias Chair. Um, and Nadan, FPL Insights has asked, I may be too late for this, but in case you haven't already done so, can you give a rundown of the players likely to be unavailable for this game week? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I, that helped you, mate. <laughs> um, oh, what was Fingy's name? Um, should have been about me. He told me his name. I asked him. Uh, apologies. I feel really rude now. Um, I went out my way to ask and then forgot it. But um, he has asked, if Mabini is out, it was the best striker under 6.5 to replace him with. He's thinking Akpom. So we know he's available, but if he, if he's you know, if he's got doubts over him, would you say Akpom is the best under 6.5? Well, he was on good form, weren't he? Before Very good the... form, yeah. Um... Him or Jerry Yates? He's got to be one of them two answers. I think I under six point five. It's it's probably one of those two. Maybe Ellis Sims. Oh Sims, yeah, I do like Sims. I really do like Sims. Um, Dan, I'll come to you with this one then. Uh, forever QPR. Pontus has asked, um, who will be the new manager for QPR after Beale's betrayal? Actually, <laughs> isn't it? Has he been confirmed? I. He's odds on, isn't he? Uh, I saw he was odds on. I've seen there are talks with some Spanish manager who works in... GD. (laughs) Sweden? Sweden. Oh, Oh, wow. I was about to say. (laughs) No no idea who that could be, but yeah. So we don't know that one. Oh, should have been a bit. Has asked another one. Um, Angus, what are your thoughts on Saar and Brownell to Swift and O'Hare? as they both have doubles next week. Depending on whether we get any news, like if we hear something this week before the deadline, love that. If we don't, hate it. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, you know, bringing in Swift and nowhere. So, yeah, I can get behind Brownell. I'd like to know if he could get rid yeah, of, if I he could afford to get rid of someone about, else rather than Brownell. about bringing in Swift and O'Hare. If yeah. it could be someone other than Brownhill, that would be great. Dan, FPL frustration. 
Should we be looking at West Brom assets? We've covered them. Um, they seem to have turned the corner of decent fixtures in the next five weeks, including a double. If so, who are the best assets? So we've done that one. So I'll come back to you, Dan. And I think this is going to be the same. FPLB, any West Brom assets worth considering? And is it worth using any boost on them? So we can answer some of the question. And then only other day, double game week coming up involves Huddersfield, which is arguably worse. Any other possible double game weeks coming up in this set of boosts potentially worth holding out for? So there's definitely, unless there's postponements over the next few weeks, that's the only chance of doubles. Is that right, Angus? Yeah, I think Cup isn't going to do anything. Maybe if there's like you know weather or some some nonsense like that. Well, we say that. The temperature's dropped now, Angus. This oh, yeah, morning, yeah, the it, first it, it, day, it, it, I've had to clear know, ice. We, we and we're still be sat there now. saying it's, it's nonsense if games keep going. Yeah. <laughs> We've been forecast snow up here tonight. So... Oh, very nice. Well, oh, we'll very see nice if that happens. Well, for the kids, yeah, <laughs> I cannot be dealing with snow. There's literally nothing worse. <laughs> Unless, you know, I, it's like a home day. I, I don't yeah. have to go anywhere. I can deal with going on the sledge. But when I've got drive off yeah. my streets onto the main road, that's not acceptable. Um, yeah, that covers the questions, actually. So most of them were about West Brom and the doubles, the players who have been out to the World Cup. So we'll finish it off then with the predictions for this week. So I'll come to both of you. I want a score prediction and... The top scoring player from that game, you yeah. think, is the best captaincy option for that game. Now, let me get on the other app to get the fixtures up. Championship fixtures. Right, okay. We'll do Angus, you go first alphabetically. Dan goes second. Blackburn, Preston. Draw and... don't really like any of them. Uh, Brady. Oh, Angus and selling him as well. <laughs> Cheers, Angus. Uh, Dan? I'm going to go <clears throat> Preston, Reese. I think I'd go Blackburn at home, and I'll go for the obvious, Reyes and Diaz. Um, Rotherham, Bristol City. Bristol City, and I'll say Vyman. Gonna go. I've got a feeling Rotherham. Rotherham. Oh. I'm gonna go Barlassa. I'm getting rid of Barlassa, but. Well, what can go wrong here then, Dan? Yeah, but it's Bristol City. Rotherham will score a set piece and just defend. Well, they're against us. You can see that 20 odd shots. Um, and I'm gonna go, I'll go Bristol City, um, and I will also go Vyman as well. Um, why is this a two o'clock kickoff? Reading Coventry because yeah. Blackburn Preston's at 12, I'm guessing, due to policing, like some kind of Lancashire derby. Rather than Bristol City are half 12, so I'm guessing they're the TV game, it doesn't say they are, but I don't know. Reading Coventry at two o'clock, apparently. Yeah, some game have some games been moved forward because the England are playing. Not yet. I read something from a Reddit. That was the that was the first one they were discussing doing it with. So maybe so it might be that. that. 
because they they were the furthest along i think with those conversations um, bang out of order people got trains and stuff <laughs> club before country um but yeah the red in coventry game uh coventry and victor yes yeah yeah full house definitely coventry victor i'm going to have to buy him aren't I? Carlton Morris to Victor, done deal. <laughs> um, Blackburn, Birmingham. This is a Blackburn. No, oh, sorry, Blackpool. V Birmingham. This is one of them. That's very odd. Welcome back to the championship, folks. <laughs> um, I'm going to say a draw, and I'm going to say Big Marv. Ooh. <clears throat> Birmingham, Hogan. Birmingham, Hogan for me as well. That's just because I've been impressed with them over the last few weeks. Um, Middlesbrough, Luton. This is like an EFL fantasy derby here. And this is adopted Middlesbrough. Michael Carrick's Barmy Army. Um, it'd be interesting, actually, because I think we saw with um, as they got more time under Carrick, there was a clear change in style. The amount of possession increased dramatically, and that sort of thing. So, um, I'm going to go with a draw. I'm going to say Isaiah Jones. Dan, no bias here, please. Draw, Bree. I haven't got a clue with this one. No, I really haven't. So, and I, I'm only basing this on. Is I do this on my accumulators on the weekend. I tend to pick teams who are at home against a team we've had to travel for because I think that's going to have some kind of major impact. Like just travelled in a free wheel or cramped in the back on the you, you morning do know of the game. They, you do know they stay overnight. This is one of the things I do why I still do it. Like I always back Exeter at home against anyone north. So I'm going to go Middlesbrough based on that. And I'm going to go at Pom. Uh, Millwall versus Wigan. Oh, this is this is an honourable one as well. Uh, Millwall and Fleming. Yeah, Millwall. This Millwall win this two three now. Uh, yeah. yeah, who's your player? <laughs> Fleming. But I, I, I can just see like a, like a tuna where uh, one of them random games where Bradshaw gets a brace. Yeah. It just happens like once a year. He's, he's already got. He's, he's already got. Yeah, does that trip didn't he? Yeah, like a bright. I could. I don't know. I'll just go for that. Sheffield United, Huddersfield. Uh, Sheffield United, and under the assumption he plays, I'm going to go and die. I'm going to go Sheffield United, and I'm going to go for. I reckon McBurney. I think Sheffield United are going to tater them here, like three four now, and I'm going to go McBurney as well. Um, Stoke v Cardiff, another one. God, God. <laughs> Almighty! Um, is this nil nil. This is nil nil, isn't it? It's got to be like as a, as a logical prediction. It's got to be nil nil. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, this is, I can remember last season. I thought that the last season, and this was the game where we were three 0 up, and they come oh, back. Yeah, it was. Yeah, game, yeah. <laughs> what a, that was so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say a draw, and I'm going to say Ben Wilmot. 
I'm, I'm actually not saying a draw. I think I think Stoke will win this. I'm going to go for. Is the king fit? He didn't play at Forest on. He wasn't involved at Forest on Friday. Timon. Smallbone played. Yeah, Timon played all game. Timon, yeah. That's who I was thinking about. I'll go <coughs> draw. I can see another, and I'll ask Sterling. Um, Swansea versus Norwich. Ooh, this is good game. Yeah, um, very interesting one. Yeah, I'll go Norwich. And Aaron's. Oh, wow. I'm going, I think, Norwich, Mr. Pookie. I'm going to go Swansea at home. Um, tra- That's I'm a trying- lot. Tra- That's a long way to cross, travel. Cross <laughs> <laughs> we went straight across the country. <laughs> Into another country yeah, as exactly. well. <laughs> um, no, I'll go Swansea. Um, oh, I've got to try and pick someone as a standout option. <laughs> it's perfect. I was about to say, if they're going to win, isn't it? <laughs> like... It's got, yeah, it's just, yeah, we'll go Perot. And then onto two Sunday games QPR versus Burnley. Oh, I like this one. Is that on Sky? Oh, I hope that's on Sky. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, That'll do. Burnley. Oh, it's hit off this road, those shit camera angles. Yeah. Burnley and Josh Brownhill. Burnley and J Rod. Yeah, I can't not look past Burnley. Um, I'm going to go with Matson. Clean sheet and an attacking return. I said Ashley Barnes. Well, I did debate it, but... <laughs> um, and then the three o'clock game, which is not on TV, Watford versus Hull. Oh, Watford and Joel Pedro. I'm going to go Watford, Keenan Davis. Nice. I'm going to go Watford. Oh, I'm going to go oh, Joe Pedro, just oversaw for me. Um, and then the last, oh, Monday night this game. This is a great game. On Sky, Sunderland versus West Brom. I already know who I'm having, and I know, and I won't buy him as well. But I need Victor uh, now. I can say West Brom, and I'm going to say John Swift. Nice. I'm going to go draw. I'm going to go for Diallo. I'm going to go Sunderland win, despite us bigging up West Brom just, but I'm still not convinced on you. I haven't seen a lot of them, despite watching the last game. I'm going to go Sunderland and Sims, because I am a massive Sims fan, and that is biased. And that is a wrap on the first championship podcast back. Um, enjoy that? Yeah. Yeah. Good to be uh, it is now. Like I said, I'm going to clue on doing with the team, but now we've actually spoke about a few things, it's made it a bit more clearer for me. I'm not as confused, which is always nice. So, yeah, um, unfortunately, I missed the Stoke game because I'm down in Watford for a week still, but I am looking forward to Bristol City away next week, other than the travelling I've got to do. So, Bristol City will win that because I've got to travel far. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be good to have some championship football back um, for those who don't listen to the World Cup uh, podcast that we do we recorded that just before this and we did say at the end 
we will let you know what we're going to do about recording because obviously the semi-finals are on Friday and Saturday, but then the championships on. Oh, championships till Monday anyway, isn't it? And then it's not back again till Friday, so we could do the World Cup one first and then do the championship. But either way, yeah. we will let you know what we're going to do. And this will be back this um, later on this week with the injury news. So um, all be nice and just wait for it to come out. Don't ask him. Yes, please. He's a lot I mean, nicer than me. In the possible way, please don't ask me. Firstly, please don't ask me if there's going to be an injury news. I've been doing this for like, you know, last season and this season. And even in the COVID chaos, there was injury news every single game week. Um, and please don't like tweet at me or message me or whatever saying when is it going to be out um, because invariably in the time I take to respond to that it's time that I would otherwise be spending doing the team news um, so trust me it will be out I think the first game's on Saturday so and it will be out yeah. on Friday like it might be late Friday evening but it will be done by Friday so um, so there you go wait till Friday evening and stop being impatient okay <laughs> Because Angus is a lot nicer than me because you'd have had a few words off me if you were hounding me for it, I tell you. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Good to be back. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye.